Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to uh, Drunk Women Solving Crime. Um, I'm Hannah George. It's very exciting to be here. So what I think I'll do as the first course of business is I will introduce my fellow detectives for this evening. Uh, so please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Taylor Glenn. Yay. Hello, I'm Taylor. Don't worry, I'm the only American. <laughs> One is more than enough. Um, my nickname on this podcast is Detective Asshole. Uh, you'll see. Um, I was just thinking today that it's the first day that I've missed my husband and daughter and we're five days in, six days in. Is that normal? Is that healthy? I missed missed my dogs the second I got off the train. I was like, Rolo and Sammy, are you going to be okay? And today I was just like, oh yeah, I've got a family. (laughs) The background on your phone is your dog. I know. When people are like, do you have a picture of your daughter? I'm like, somewhere. And they're like, you got greyhounds, right? I'm like, yeah, do you want to see them? Yeah. Anyway. I feel like we all know Taylor a little bit now. So, <laughs> If anything, a bit too much. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for another detective. It's Katie Wilkins. Woo! Hello, that's me. Hi. My nickname is Detective Sasshole. Um, yeah, thank you. I, it was because I'm just so repressed. <laughs> but then, you know, I've really come out of myself, and I think you're really going to notice I'm pretty... Uh, I can be pretty acerbic. 
You're going to have fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Yay! Oh, so in support of sass. There <laughs> we go. So just to give you a little bit of an idea about what's going to go on tonight, um, in a minute we're going to bring out our special guest and they're going to tell us about a time they were a victim of a crime. And then I've got all the information here about a true crime case. Uh, these guys know nothing about it. And we're going to, um, in the loosest possible sense of the word, we're going to solve it. Um, sort of like a quiz. Bit disrespectful, who knows? So, <laughs> and then at the end, this is the important bit, one of you is gonna come on stage and tell us about a time you were the victim of a crime. So start having a think, start getting back into that trauma and start thinking about what you might be able to tell us. Just to give you a, an idea of the ballpark, the first time we were in Edinburgh, a woman came up and told us about a time she was accused of murder. <laughs> so if you got something like that, that would be great. <laughs> um, but you guys, are you ready to start the podcast? I'm so ready. I was born ready. <laughs> Sassy. Sassy. Oh, oh, oh. Strap in Edinburgh. <laughs> so welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Online. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce you to our amazing special guest. It is the Member of Parliament. It is Mary Black. I've come prepared. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, thanks. Cheers. Oh, what a show. <laughs> what an incredible show. Mary, how are you? I'm not bad. I have been on it since 12 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's all part of the job. It's good. <laughs> it all starts now. <laughs> I've heard you've gone bowling today as well. I have. I went bowling to kill a couple of hours there, and the bar was open. Superb. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, we asked just one per one person. We asked one question on this podcast, and that's: Have you ever been the victim of a crime? <laughs> yes, I I thought long and hard about this, and. Uh, the, the biggest crime that's happened to me, I think, uh, was my haircut from <laughs> 2015, 2017. Uh, okay, what, what are we looking at there? What, what, what was it? Oh. <laughs> it, it was uh, it, it, lots of hairspray, there was a bauble, there was, oh, it was, it was a tough shift, it was. <laughs> but now I just wake up as I am. <laughs> But was it was it a haircut you asked for? Did it go wrong? What yes, it's absolutely my fault. Um, <laughs> oh, but <laughs> it's it's not until you you grow and you look back and you think, fuck me. <laughs> that was <laughs> so at the time you were happy with it. It, it was on my head. It was <laughs> you were consenting to it each yeah, day. Yeah, I just I hadn't paid that much I mean, attention. To we be really like you to keep your phones put away, but we all want to Google it right now, don't we? <laughs> you know it would be on there. Yes. I mean, it's something for us to all do after the show. It's great. We put, all put it this way: I have not had blonde hair for nearly ten years, but I still get people coming up to me going, oh, "You changed your hair." <laughs> <laughs> that is how infamous this do was. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, memorable. Yeah. Well, I mean, another question that we ask in this podcast generally as a follow-up question is, what would you say to that person now? <laughs> sort it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Rail based on new uh, motto on my haircut. See it, say it, sort it. <laughs> So <laughs> 
Apart from haircuts, yes. Any other? Um, have you been accused of a murder, for example? <laughs> well, do you know what's funny? Um, just before I was coming on there, I could feel my phone buzzing, and, and my wife's actually in the audience just now. So she's like texting me, going, "Tell them about when that happened. Tell them about when that <laughs> happened, right?" And they're all really serious and like sad to bring down <laughs> the more like death threats and stuff. But okay. one story she did remind me of was uh, it was my 21st when I was in Westminster. And like, so it was late night votes and stayed there and folk were just buying me drinks, right? So you know that way where sometimes you drink so much and it's not until you stand up that you go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so that happened. And I went, I went to leave the only way I knew in Westminster because I mean, still to this day, I get lost in the building, right? And I, I went out and I was walking and I got to these big gates and they had a big chain wrapped in them. And I was like, oh, I don't know how else to get out. <laughs> That. No way. <laughs> I get one foot no. up on the railing, and the next thing, sirens and spotlights came out. Wow. <laughs> Can we help you? And I'm like, I'm an MP, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually committed the crime there. That was <laughs> but I love it that you're breaking out. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, so what did you like? Did they just did they just believe you? They sort of googled you. Well, I, no, I, I had my pass on me, and right. to be fair, they were like, "Are you that young one?" Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, oh, <laughs> so, they didn't go. What happened to your blonde hair? <laughs> <laughs> At that time, I still had it. I think that's oh, how they wow. spotted me, actually. <laughs> 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 We've detected blonde on the wall. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And then, like, the top of the gates, were they, like, proper spikes? Oh, it was a hazard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was absolutely in the wrong. <laughs> and highly doubt I would have been able to go over it, but in my brain, I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I love that when you're drunk as well. Yeah. You just think, I've approached many gentlemen and gone, I, I could climb that. <laughs> so, not only has it gone my way, <laughs> but... <laughs> Find out the hard way. <laughs> So, wow, okay, so um, did you, I mean, this is a stupid question, really. Did you find your way out? <laughs> I was escorted out. Uh, <laughs> no, I did, I did eventually, with the help of a few, few kind, kind men with guns. Um, <laughs> I managed to get out of the building all night. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I mean, like I say, the follow-up question is always, what would you say to that person now? But... <laughs> Maybe what would you say to 21-year-old Mary, um, who's trying to climb over the gates at Westminster? Heels are tap water. Yeah. <laughs> that solves uh, every yeah, every. Yeah. Else. Exactly. I've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> If you see her just climbing over the top of the gilded balloon later, just help her down. It's going to be fine. Oh, man, I do. How many stories would end differently if someone at some point had gone, here's a tap water? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, thank you for sharing that story with us. Are we ready to solve some true crime? (sighs) Okay, well, um, today we are discussing the case of Constance Cop. Who, yeah, you're right to ooh. In 1915, she became the first woman in US history to become a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Calamity Jane. 
Huh? Is that Calamity Jane? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got Calamity Jane vibes, definitely. Wait, her name is actually Constance Cop. Yeah. And she works for a cop. Yeah, she becomes a cop. It's a little on the nose, but all right. <laughs> um, but this isn't a straightforward story. Like, she didn't sit at home watching reruns of The Bill thinking, I want to become a policewoman. Um, her fo- <laughs> it all started when she was a victim of a crime herself. Oh. No idea what her hair looked like. But, um, <laughs> a tiny bit of background on Constance. Um, at the time we joined the story, she's 35. Um, over the years, she tried to study to be a nurse or a lawyer, but her mother told her not to. I'm not sure that's a great mothering, but um, she want- her mother wanted her to get married. Um, but Constance, who was six foot tall, had no interest in marriage. She wanted to get a job. Uh, she said a woman should have a right to do any sort of work she wants, provided she can do it. Yes. Yeah. I love the idea as well that, like, cause she was too tall for marriage. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you tie yourself down when you're that high up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can reach everything you need already. No. <laughs> the shelves are your There's oyster. no benefit. <laughs> I bet she could open jars. <laughs> oh. So, she is a victim of a crime, though. It can happen to tall women as well. Um, in, in 1914, Constance and her two sisters had been driving in their buggy near their farmhouse in New Jersey. I don't know why I point to Amer- America. America? <laughs> I can verify that as a state. <laughs> yes. Uh, when they were crashed into by Henry Kaufman. Oh, now the fault. Huh? Tushin. <laughs> Never too soon for a, for a bastard. <laughs> no, it was great. No, I mean, you were, I mean, your instincts are completely right because this guy's a dick. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> and he's also rich, which... Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he runs a factory uh, that makes something women like. What factory does he own? Ooh. Dildo. <laughs> oh, wow. Dildo came pretty far. <laughs> Yeah. Right, we've got your level. Okay, that's good. That's good. Something women like. Yeah. In the early 1900s, pepper spray. <laughs> it's something women like. Yeah. Is it equal Lord pay? <laughs> equal pay. <laughs> I ran the equal pay factory. It's <laughs> <laughs> a novelty. <laughs> women want the heating turned up. Is it a fire? <laughs> Women want the heating turned up. Somebody hasn't hit perimenopause. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way to brag, Katie. I'm so young. (laughs) Got so many ovaries. (laughs) So many. How many do you have? I didn't pay attention to all of school. Um, I mean, he doesn't say, like, he doesn't sell it as this is a thing women like. I just sort of added that in. But um, he owns a silk factory. Oh. Hmm. Women like silk, don't they? When when women are interviewed, five out of six say, (laughs) I want silk. (laughs) But they also like justice. And Constance decides that if he's crashed into her, which he did, it was his fault, that he needs to pay for the damage that he did to their buggy. Uh, You know, seems fair enough. But Henry... Outright refuses. He is not paying a penny. So what do you think Constance does? Fucks him up from the front row. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I I need to understand, what was the accident here? So he's in his... Was she 
crossing at a green man and he just lamped her? Or <laughs> was she deciding to climb a fre- fence drunkenly <laughs> and fall on the road? Like... Do you know what? She doesn't. She can just like leap over a fence. She's that big. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. The, f- the fence is that high to her. <laughs> she just steps over it. Yeah, exactly. It's a garden gate. Um, but so she is in her car with her two sisters. They're driving yeah. down the road and he comes out and he crashes into the side of them. Okay. Um, sort of Got essentially it. almost writing off their, um, their car. It. So he is at fault. Got it, yeah. Um, and he is not paying. Right. Um, so what does she do? What does, what, does, what does she do? What does she do? Oh, well, how do you fuck up a silk factory? Well, she, I, reckon, <laughs> she, I reckon she starts off. Do you know what? I love her. <laughs> For the listeners, we had a mime. Yeah. Uh, of, of, awesome. a, of a match. You've done that before. It's <laughs> not just Guy Fox, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm opening another. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if politicians were like this in the US? Like, they wouldn't even like, I've never even seen a vagina or a drug. (laughs) USA, USA. Um, So we've got, um, burns the place to the ground. We've got... I I reckon she might start out trying to do it legit. So maybe she takes down his registration number and she goes to a police constable and says, excuse me, arrest this man. That is a sassy answer. <laughs> so well, sassy. That, it sounds sensible, though, because if she winds up working under this sheriff, um, <laughs> uh, maybe she does. Maybe she tries to go to the authorities and say, this isn't fair, he's not paying up. Wait, did, did she go to the authorities and go, you didn't give me the answer I wanted, I'm going to become the authority? Yes. Oh. Is that what she did? Yes. That is a great superhero origin story. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not quite yet. At the mm. to start with, she sues him. And why not? Why not? Yeah. How would <laughs> just if, like step round the police, just go straight. Yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> yep, yeah, she doesn't go to any any Miss out a step. Exactly. I forget that we've been suing each other for hundreds of years <laughs> in America. Yeah. Um, however, a few days after she takes the matter to court, uh, she starts getting sent threatening letters, signed "Friends of HK." I subtle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the thing with this case. There are quite a few threatening letters, and they're all signed "Friends of HK." <laughs> Do you think initially he wrote HK, and then he's like, eh, "Friends of," <laughs> too close to home. That'll too thwart close. it. That'll thwart I'm, it. I'm not a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't born yesterday. However, Constance, we love Constance. She's unperturbed and she continues with this court case. Yeah, no letters right. are going to put her off. So what do you think? Does she get the damages? Does the court rule in her favour? It was 19, what year did 14. you 14. No, they didn't rule in her favour. <laughs> sound good, does it? Is that a resounding no? I mean, he's rich, so it's... I'm assuming corruption. Okay. Just, I just am. Um... <laughs> But then, well, yeah, 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 fine. I think she might actually get, yeah, get the money. Okay. I'm feeling optimistic today, guys. It's Tuesday. (laughs) 
Do you know what? You're right to be optimistic because she does. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm as shocked as you are that she gets she gets the money. Um, he's Henry is ordered to pay her fifty dollars for her car. Um, however, <laughs> it's uh, it was better than that sounds, right? Just remember <laughs> inflation. <laughs> yeah. And here's a dollar for your trouble, honey. <laughs> Um, however, Henry still refuses to do so. He's like, it doesn't matter that he's being ordered to do it. He says, absolutely not. That $50 is mine. You're not getting my money. Um, wow. But Constance isn't going to let it lie. And um, a week later, she spots Henry in his car driving down the high street. Uh, what does she do? Does she T-bone him? Does she? I mean, I... <laughs> if it's anything but that... <laughs> I feel like I'm watching a Netflix documentary now. Like, tell me, tell me. <laughs> um, he's speeding by and she does something while the car is moving? Yeah, I mean, he's in his car. She's a pedestrian. Uh -huh. Yeah. But he's not speeding. He's just driving he's by, just being driving like, by. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how men drive cars. Do you know what? You can get very juicy uh, tomatoes in New Jersey. Does she pelt him with... <gasps> Ooh. Tomatoes. Ooh, okay. Any advance on tomatoes? <laughs> um, Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> that is an advance, to be fair. Yeah. She, she's yeah. upgraded. I want, I want it to be that. Okay. <laughs> well, she runs after the car, and she oh. shouts for other people in the street to stop the car with her, which they do. Yeah, and Kaufman was forced to stop. So he had to stop in the street. Um, wow. He's really angry. Then a policeman arrives on the scene, um, and Constance explains to the policeman that Kaufman owes her $50. Yeah. Um, so what do you think Kaufman does at this point? I mean, if he's still resisting, this is ridiculous, but he sounds like the kind of guy that will just keep putting his foot down. So does he run away? I, Does he flee the scene? Okay, flee the scene. He asked the police officer to arrest her for disturbing the, the, the peace or something. Nice. She stole my answer, so I'm going <laughs> to say... Uh, We're like the real <laughs> detectives, aren't we? <laughs> he drove through the crowd unapologetically. Ooh. Is that too dark? Sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, uh, this guy is is the worst. Um, however, um, the policeman starts seizing his vehicle. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So actually, she's, yeah. Um, so he finally pays up because he absolutely has to. Wow. So he, leave, so he leaves the event absolutely fuming. Um, and after this, the threatening letters escalated. Uh, and a letter came to cops' home threatening violence. Best friends of HK. <laughs> 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 so yeah, this time they're threatening direct violence on Cop and her um, sisters. So there's the three sisters. Um, and on many nights, men would walk onto the property and shoot beneath their windows. They wouldn't shoot at them, but they'd shoot at the house. Oh, well. Yeah, That's just how we say hello, though. <laughs> in the States. Why did the sisters get dragged in? It? Were they in the car? They were in the car initially. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I like how that justifies it in my head. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, Imagine it's it. a bit like Clueless when they're all in that Jeep. <laughs> um, um, so, um, well, what, what do you think, well, what do you think Constance does at this point, now that she's being threatened um, well, so with guns? So there's men outside her house shooting near her windows. Yeah. Can she, like, chuck stuff on them, or are they too far away? <laughs> 
mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe has she got a super soaker? <laughs> <laughs> so you think she retaliates? Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> so sassy to just agree. <laughs> yep. Um, any advance on that? Does she phone the police? Ah, do you know what? Yes, at this stage, she does phone the police. So nice. And some of the police just scoff at her. They're not interested in her story. But there is this one sheriff, this sheriff, Robert N. Heath. Um, and he assigned a deputy to guard the uh, the home. And oh, the sheriff wow. would visit them often. He takes it very, very seriously. In fact, Constance said, we lived in constant terror. But Sheriff Heath came to our assistance and provided us with a guard at our home. I don't know what we would have done without his assistance. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? Did he manage to arrest anyone? Well... Is that how she became deputy? Like, do you want to join me, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> so, um, this, but by this time, by this time. Um, they're in town again. Constance is in town. She's a pedestrian again. And then a drunk... <laughs> She's a pedestrian yeah. again. <laughs> what are you doing today, Constance? I think I'm just going to pedestrian. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be a nurse or a lawyer, so... Well, some asshole destroyed my car, so yeah. I have to pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> is that why she's walking all the time? Of course it is. Oh my, we're very good today, dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Henry comes... He's drunk, he's in his car, he comes careering down the road, and he spots Constance and he starts shouting stuff at her. What does he shout at her? Hello! Hello. <laughs> That's a very middle-class man. Hello! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about all the shooting. It's like, you cunt. Oh, okay, we went there. <laughs> we haven't said it yet this run, have we? Have so we it was not? time. It was time. It was just time. I'm just surprised that I didn't see it. <laughs> 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 it's my favourite part of living in the UK that I can say that word and people are like, yeah, all right. That <laughs> <laughs> is so offensive in the States. It's like, you reserve it only like for Christmas. <laughs> Things get real bad. It's so Christmassy. <laughs> well, um, so this guy's so angry that justice applies to him. Yeah, I mean, he's fuming. <laughs> I mean, it's so different to how we live today. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
So he's fuming because he has to pay a fine for an accident he caused? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a man. Do you know what? It's not actually documented what he said. So he could have said that horrible <laughs> word, the C word. Um, but he, um, I mean, this is the, quite a lot of the law is going in the favour of Constance here because um, Kaufman gets arrested. Okay. And he is fined $5 um, for disturbing <laughs> the peace. Um, and this makes him even angrier. Um, he should just be able to shout at a woman in the street if he wants, um, <laughs> as is his right. Um, so the letters continue. Uh, the men continue to shoot at the house. So the sheriff gives the cop sisters special permission to do something. Oh, nice. What is it? Yeah, defend themselves. Shoot back. Okay, shoot back. Uh, pour, no, better, pour boiling oil on them. <laughs> That's better. That's better. <laughs> Special permission? I see your boiling oil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, the police give her permission to do this? Yeah, she's allowed, she's allowed to do this. I can imagine the police going like, yeah, hi, Constance, yeah, you, uh, that sounds great, that sounds great, and not knowing what they've agreed to. <laughs> I mean, just because it gets rid of it for a wee while. Oh, right. I think she's got an open-end check there yeah. to do whatever she wants. And oh, history wow. has been skewed with, boom, case closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, I'll raise boiling oil, but I won't drop the microphone. <laughs> Very respectful. <laughs> Someone paid for this. <laughs> I also love the idea that they're helping her, but they don't want to listen to her. So she she asked a question. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's too like, tall to hear her. <laughs> right over my head. They're That's just... the other thing that I should mention as well, is that Henry Kaufman was quite a short man. Yeah, so I don't know whether there was... That some... is the root of this oh, story. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. Right. Wee man syndrome. That's it. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's blown it wide open. Yeah. Um, Katie, I, what do you think the cops are skeptical? I really permission? like the idea that the police are just pressing snooze on her because they don't want <laughs> they don't want to hear this anymore. So they've given her this blank check with like loads of firearms yeah. or something. Um, but maybe maybe they've given yeah maybe they've given them permission to um, carry grenades with them. <laughs> Okay. It's not quite as um, extreme as that. Molotovs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's guns. It's guns. Is it guns? Okay. Yeah, basically the three sisters all get a gun each, um, which I thought you were sort of... <laughs> you get a gun and you get a gun. Um, and this was 2011. <laughs> do they actually arm them? Like, do they give them the weapons? Or I, do I, they have to pay for them? It's a good themselves? question. It's a good question. I'm not sure. You'd hmm. sort of... You expect maybe it a bit sounds of like it's one of the places where you need permission to carry firearms or something. I bet women did. Mm, I yeah, meant to look that up, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you can just have your gun, I think, if you're a bloke. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I meant to... <laughs> what, a, what a great bit of research for me. I meant to look that up. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> We're not um, a history podcast, guys. So, it's a, it's a bit later... Um, and they get another letter through the post. Um, now, this one is a proper death threat. So it says, Madam... Starts polite. <laughs> Doesn't say dear, As Madam. someone who has received death threats, <laughs> that is brilliant. 
handwriting. <laughs> have yours not started with no, madam? There's a return address on it. <laughs> kind regards. <laughs> and that's her. Um, <laughs> they said, madam, we demand $1,000 or we will kill you. Give money to a girl dressed in black at the corner of Broadway and Carroll Street. <laughs> yes. You, you didn't realise you were cosplaying tonight. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay, we will fire on your house. We know your horse and wagon. And then they put, ha ha! <laughs> wow. Seriously? <laughs> and then they've changed from um, Friends of HK to HK and Co. Oh, they went limited. Wow. Okay, well, the tax return's much more complicated, so that's on them. <laughs> um, so what do you think Constance does? Does she, does she go? Does she pay up? Does she run away from this situation? She's not going to pay up, unless it's a sting. Okay, nice. A sting. Is. She likes the system. She likes following rules. So and no, I, I can't picture her just doing anything. She's not going to go off grid at this point. Okay. So I feel like she's going to go yet again back to the police and be like, "It's not working. The guy. <laughs> we tried the guns. There wasn't enough." <laughs> is that how she spoke? I assume. I was going to say the the police gave them guns. She goes, yes. and sits on her porch or whatever she's got. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what? Well, she, I mean, you're the closest, actually, because she does. She gets her gun and she says to the sheriff, well, I'm going to go to the corner of Broadway and Carroll. I don't have a $1,000, but I'm going to go and I'm going to confront this, this woman in black. Um, but no one shows up. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shape bags. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> However, at this point, the death threats, um, well... It's not even a death threat. It's now a kidnap threat. So they get a different kind of threat through the post. Oh. Um, and they've threatened to kidnap the youngest sister, Florette. Aegist? <laughs> Is she a salad? <laughs> Actually, there's a little bit of an EastEnders-style twist to who Florette was. Oh. Um, do you want to guess what the, the EastEnders vibe is? I'll give you a clue that she was 19 years younger than Constance. She's her mum. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. It's heavier mum, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, it's yes. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, Florette was Constance's daughter who had been brought up as a sister oh, to wow. save Constance's reputation as she wasn't married at the time that she had, 19 years ago, wow. that she had the baby. Um, and she'd been born of an affair Constance had. Is Henry the dad? With, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is it with the detective no. guy? No, no, no. As oh long as God. that says the twist. Is that why he's helping them? Because he wants to keep his kid alive. Uh-oh, uh, no. It's not. <laughs> that would be so much better. It's just a good sheriff. Okay. <laughs> oh, she saw him in his silk undies and she just thought, take me. What every woman wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, a little nightcap. <laughs> this is all because a dude dinged into another woman's vehicle. And, and didn't like being held accountable for it. Yeah. 100%. Uh, can I clarify, though? Because I feel like you've said buggy and car. Were, were they different? Only cars. We're not talking horse and buggy. Well, I, just, I wasn't well, sure. Well, so I wasn't we specific. 
It's not. It's, it's, this isn't Radio it's fine. Four. It's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, we'll say car. We'll say so car. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So are you thinking is there some animal cruelty involved if he went into the side of a horse? No, I just like I'm a very visual person. I, and I, I, they did were did they both have a bit of money? I know Henry did, but did Constance? Constance didn't have much money. No, no, they weren't. They weren't a rich family. So you know the. Fact I'm going to start the rumor that Henry killed her horse. <laughs> 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 so he's now threatened to kidnap Florette. Well, someone has. There is a someone letter. Has. There is a letter. Someone, all of his friends, because he sounds like the kind of guy yeah. you want to be mates with. He doesn't have any friends. No. It's all him. <laughs> oh, no. that's the saddest part of this. Um, from HK and mates, <laughs> buddies. Um, Constance Affair yeah. was with a singer sewing machine salesman. And I, t- I just wanted to see if I could say it. So, um, Singing? No. <laughs> Singer. Oh, singer. <laughs> I've got them. <laughs> I was thinking, what a great way to sell sewing machines. <laughs> Do you want to make your own clothes? I've got a solution. That's bobbins, great. bobbins, bobbins. <laughs> That's all I know about sewing machines. <laughs> Press your foot on the pedal. Pedal so, to the metal. you got to make a dress. And, um, well, I, I, I workshop to Broadway. It. <laughs> workshop it. <laughs> Someone really likes it. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So at this point, this this kidnap letter felt slightly different to. Um, are you? Attention! <laughs> I feel like I'm in school. And <laughs> Barry's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's your own that time you're wasting. I know, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so. What did you say? Was it mean? What did you say? I, I promise it wasn't Okay, about you. good, good, good. <laughs> you were going through a lot tonight, Taylor. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, they, they, Constance and the sheriff sensed there was something a bit different about this letter threatening to kidnap. Mm. So they were like, we're not actually sure this has come from Henry. Uh huh. And actually, um, it hadn't. Um, the sheriff and Constance joined forces and did a bit of detective work. Um, and they traced the letter to an ex-con called George H. Johnson. Now, George had nothing to do with this. He sort of just, I don't know, he just thought, oh, I'll do that for a bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, he, he saw that if he did it, someone else would get the blame. Because he knows this silk guy doesn't have any friends because they all go to a school in Canada, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all shorter than him. And so, like, he sees this guy as a patsy, so he plans it around knowing that all this messy drama is going on. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So he can get his kidnapping kicks, but without getting caught. Yeah, no one's thinking of him. They will go, oh, it's obviously this guy that's been harassing this woman for a year because of some fucking car. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if it's just a tenant, right? But <laughs> <laughs> just to check in. So the letters weren't written by Henry. They were written by this con, ex-con. Well, this specific letter. Called Johnson. Yeah, George H. (laughs) George H. Johnson. Um, Did he have any family? (laughs) 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 Oh, I've just got it, Okay. I was like, was it a dick joke? And yes, it was. 
<laughs> well, this is where it is slightly complicated because it is this this one particular letter comes from this ex-con who just wants to get involved. He wants to. He's probably not got any friends either. He gets arrested and he does get um, convicted for the abduction threats. Oh, so that's almost like a little sidebar. Um, however, Henry's men did keep firing on the house. They kept up this kind of um, just terrorising these women for, like we say, absolutely no reason. They're not his friends, we all agree, right? Like, he's paying these guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Just silk riches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes Constance and her sister will, will shoot back because they're allowed, but um, yes. no one gets killed. But um, after a while, Constance decides enough's enough, um, and she takes Kaufman to court again. She goes, this has to end. Um, and he, so she accuses him of writing the threatening letters. Cool. Um, how did they nail him for the letters? He was found guilty. Oh, nice. So how did they find out that, actually, I mean, yeah, it wasn't his friends, it was him. <laughs> I was going to say, I put it to you, Mr. Henry, that you have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, is that how guilty. they nailed him? They were like, we've never seen you talking to anyone that you don't pay. <laughs> You've never had a passenger in that car? <laughs> yeah. You're always at the pub. <laughs> yeah. It's always just you at the quiz night. Like it's. Um, <laughs> don't feel sorry for no. the asshole. <laughs> He's bad. Uh, were they all written on silk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it a let- letter-headed paper from his factory? <laughs> <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> Do you know what? They got in a handwriting expert, um, and he said with full certainty... This is a hundred percent Henry Kaufman. Oh, so nice. he didn't even sort of try and like do it with his left hand or something. Um, it was just a hundred percent him. So um, uh, he is found guilty and is convicted of the crimes. <laughs> but where this where this leaves us is um, Constance and the sheriff uh, have have struck up this good sort of working relationship where, particularly when they got that ex-con and they sort of found out who he was. Yeah. Um, and this the, is... Did you want to be my deputy <laughs> ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> this is when that happens. Like, presumably you can just sort of tip your hat and say yeah. that. And she becomes the first female um, sheriff's deputy um, in the USA. Yeah, you're right to clap. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so over the years, they fought lots of crimes together. Um, a prisoner, this is a bit of a mouthful, uh, Reverend Dr. Herman Albert von Matthias. Say that again. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm <laughs> we haven't got time, this show's only an hour. Um, he escaped the local prison, who knows what he was in for, um, and the duo tracked him down to a subway station. Now, he's coming up the steps in the subway station mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Constance apprehends him. What does she do to apprehend him? Does she kick him back down the steps? No. This lass is six foot, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I think she sticks out her leg and trips him up. Nice, a classic cartoon ending for him. <laughs> um, I will say is that she just um, jumped on his back and held on. <laughs> And why not? Why not? As she said, what I like about like slightly more recent cases is you do get quotes from these people. And she said, I'd worked many days and nights on this case and twice Dr. Von Matthias had got away from us when we thought we had him. So I was determined to hang on to him, no matter how rough he might be. <laughs> None of the men nearby offered to come to my assistance. See, like, I was going to say, 
see for all that we are clapping this, God, good on you, hen, brilliant. If any one of us seen someone jump on somebody else's back in the underground, we'd all be like that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. That's a psycho. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she literally, yeah. <laughs> she just flailed about with him until... Giant koala. The... <laughs> she would, you know, because he'll be trying to shake her off as well. Like, the image is fantastic. Yeah. I'll yeah. get you this time, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the sheriff came and handcuffed him, and he was um, put back in prison. Another example of her excellent police work was when um, another prisoner escaped from a vehicle they were transporting him in, um, and he jumped straight into a, a river to try and drown himself, which is a bit bleak. Um, but what, what did Constance do? Threw a... Held him down. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant police work, yes! She was on his back, and the reason he was drowning... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did she put on a life preserver first and then jump on his back? <laughs> Do you know what? Well, she took off her... Um, she jumped in the freezing water after him, took off her overcoat and her skirts um, and saved him and pulled... Yeah, she, she pulled him out again. Oh, wow. <laughs> I could just see her going, you destroyed my vehicle, you are my vehicle. <laughs> Hopping on. <laughs> Go! <laughs> Piggyback. <laughs> She well, she sort of she was the only officer that jumped in the water to try and sort of save this guy. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, she was treated for shock and hypothermia because of the extreme cold. Um, so it was sort of a happy ending for Constance in the sense that she got to do this amazing job, the job she'd always wanted. Um, since she was a victim of crime, um, but that was until oh, this is so annoying. The sheriff retired. So her mate, the sheriff. Oh, no. And he was replaced by a guy called John Corter. Now, what do you think John immediately did? Uh, Fired her because you can't have a woman on the force. I mean, that's Taylor's opinion, but... (laughs) (laughs) I should have led with... I really hate women. Um, That's kind of what guides me. Well, yeah, he's not going to want to have... Yeah. Okay. It's it's like when you nearly get a show commission and then they change the executives at a TV company. (laughs) Very relatable. So. <laughs> it's just the same. <laughs> I mean, um, what 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 do we think um, he, John did? I'll be hopeful he promoted her to his job. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> well seen. I'm drinking. Let's <laughs> dare to dream. No, he did. He sacked her. Yeah. But yes, you're right, yeah. Taboo. Boo. Um, he said there is nothing I can find for her to do. Wow, after she spoiled all these cases. Literally, she jumped on the back of... Manhandled a criminal. Yes! Can't find anything for her to do. Oh, wow. But of course, this is Constance. She doesn't go quietly, does she? Of course she doesn't. Uh, She spent months fighting for her job, insisting that a recently passed civil service law protected her employment. Oh, come on. Come on, Constance. But she failed. I know. No, the world failed her. Yes! There we go. Yes! There yes. we go. Yes. So as the ending of this case, what do you think Constance did next? What was her Ooh. next step? Oh, 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 did she set up her own detective agency? Nice. Sounds like a great fringe show. <laughs> <laughs> did she set up a security firm? <gasps> security yeah. firm, nice. She's got guns, she's, she's got, got, got guns. height. <laughs> she's got experience. <laughs> right. um, do you know what, Katie, you were spot on. She and her sister Norma set up a private detective. I don't know what it was called, though, which is a shame. What would it be called? Norma and Constance's detective agency. <laughs> of course. 
Constance problems. Oh. She died at the age of um, seven. <laughs> I feel like we keep having these moments, Done. and I'm like, and then she lost her job. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't think she was still alive, did we? <laughs> and she's with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Give her some time to get to the stage, mind. <laughs> um, so, in 1931, Constance died at the age of 54 in Brooklyn. Um, it was at the funeral that Florette found out that Constance was her real mother. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't believe she couldn't tell her. I know. Oh, man. Yes, I am! <laughs> That's how you do it, right? <laughs> Any like listeners Oof. that aren't from the UK, that's a really weird thing to have shouted. <laughs> Just watch, watch EastEnders from the beginning, and you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, she did track down um, the the singing um, sewing she machine. She found her dad. Yeah, and I think it all ended quite happily. So yeah, I, I believe so. So even um, though your life's a mess, you can still <laughs> sew your own dress. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that is the end of Constance's story, so let's hear it oh, for Constance Cox. Constance Cox! Now, it comes that time in the evening where we put the house lights up. Ooh, magic. Oh, wow. And um, has anyone here ever been the victim of a crime? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Does anyone want to share a... Uh, Oh, we've got a hand right at the very it's back. Lovely. See. Give her a big oh, round of applause. Great. Come on now. You're going to have to keep clapping for quite a while. Yeah, keep you got to keep it going. Keep it going. Can't come up to a oh. quiet stage. Woo! Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hello. What's your name? Beatrice. Hi. Hello, Beatrice. Tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I think we've already agreed that men are shit. <laughs> uh, no, this Hashtag be... not all men. <laughs> yeah, we, the three men in the audience are innocent. <laughs> I am sure they've never done anything wrong. <laughs> not you, No, Dad. but this is actually quite dark. Um... <laughs> oh, it's quite dark, okay. No, oh. I was, uh, so I was a student in London. Uh, this is, must have been like, six or seven years ago, and I was walking down Oxford Street, um, it must have been like 9pm or something like that, <clears throat> I was coming back from a uni event, I was a bit tipsy, and I was just, but, but it was crowded, and it was, it was summer, so it wasn't dark, already making excuses for the fucking <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, It's allowed yeah. to be dark if you're allowed to be drunk, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't even wearing anything, you know? I was wearing a trench coat. <laughs> Classic, like, you know. You're not on trial here. <laughs> you are not. A trench coat? Did you flash someone? <laughs> <laughs> not that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, anyways. Uh, so I was walking down, and then this guy stopped me, and I thought he wanted to ask for directions, because mm-hmm. he looked like a tourist. And he said he just grabbed my ass and oh. didn't let go. He oh. <laughs> wouldn't let go? Yeah, no, he wouldn't. And I, and I just froze. Oh. I was just, like, there. And then I just kind of would like run away, and that was it. That was no. it. And then and then I felt really bad. No. <laughs> you felt really bad. I felt really bad because it was like. It's not your fault. I know, it's but, but no, fault. but I think it's that was true. the first time that I realized that like people feel guilty for being assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite awful actually. Fuck. So, yeah. so sorry. I told you it was quite dark. No, 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 <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but it's true. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's just true, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we, God, we've all had an experience like that where we mm. end up going through all those things you did. What did I do? Yeah, yeah exactly. How I was like, maybe I shouldn't have stopped. Of course, what an idiot. Right. Maybe I shouldn't have talked to the guy. Like, right. Who do you think and I'm it's at? because society lets men be out of control, so we've had to compensate for that. And yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. 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 It's absolute <laughs> bullshit. Oh well. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. I hope that a bottle of 6.99 kava. <laughs> oh no, this is. Wait, wait. This is the nine quid prosecco. What? Ooh. Oh, hang on. No. I'm so glad we pulled this bottle out Thank tonight. You. <laughs> oh. Beatrice, do you know what? Um, because whenever we ask our guests, "Have you been the victim of a crime?" we give them the opportunity to say what they would say or do to the perpetrator if they could. So we, you've got complete impunity. You can do anything, you can say anything, nothing bad will become of you. You're oh, safe. I what would you do say or anything. say? I would kick him in the balls. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, on that note, thank you, Beatrice. Give thank you, Beatrice. Beatrice. Thank you so much, Arusa. Consider the balls kicked. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> well, I mean, and this time going home, she's got a weapon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, thank you everybody for coming and joining us tonight. We've had such a lovely time. It's been such a fun run. We've got, um, what have we got, five shows left? Yeah. We do, we do. Five shows left. So, And it's a different show every single night. We don't just do the same story and <laughs> hope we come up with something different. Um, but all that we have left to say is, uh, Mary Black, what, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> What are you up to next? Tell us about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck to final. (laughs) (laughs) No, next I am uh, probably going to go for the train home tonight. (laughs) I think that's the most sensible thing for me to do this evening. Otherwise, you're going to see me tomorrow morning on the news outside Holyrood with a banner and a claymore. So, where can people find you if they want to find out more about you and they want to like follow you? And this is for all our listeners at home as well. No offense. Uh, you, you can follow me to the pub. You can follow me to the. <laughs> no, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Threads. I've now, I, I dipped my toe in that pool. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. Instagram's now my safe place, though. Like, it's no like Twitter. It's people are actually like nice and human on it. The the only abuse I've had on Instagram has been from my family. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I'll take that. Amazing. I um, follow you also so I can look at pictures of your dog. (laughs) Just like, I follow anybody who has a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Wee Pip's lovely. (laughs) What breed is your dog? It's a, a wee Jack Russell, Aww. but she's a wee old lady now, and she's, Aww. oh, she's great. Don't get me started. <laughs> I just thought we should maybe talk about something a little bit wholesome at the end. <laughs> 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 well, um, all that remains to say is uh, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, podcast. Thank, thank you for being here. So let's do it again. Oh, very Black. Thank you, guys. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.